It's time for another edition of Mets Musings. Hi, this is Ron Darling. Uh, this is Skip Lockwood. Hi, I'm Ron Swoboda of the 69 New York Mets, and you're listening to Mets Musings with Gary Mack. Now it's time for some New York Mets baseball talk. Here's Gary Mack bringing you the latest news and analysis from Mets Nation and the world of baseball on another edition of Mets Musings. And hello and welcome to another edition of Mets Musings. I hope you're all fine and dandy out there and we're going to do something a little different we're going to bring our guest in right away and he's going to spend the whole time with us and he is jeff cohen of baseball and barbecue you heard me talk about this show time and time ad nauseum uh but it really is a terrific show and jeff welcome back to mets musings thanks jared big to be here uh, always great to speak to you, Jeff, and uh, the Mets, Jeff, off to a pretty good start, but I don't know. There's a lot of question marks still. A lot of problems. Yes, a lot of problems. Yes, they're seven and five, 12 games in a season. I get it, but there are just watching this team is so hard these days just yeah. to get that base hit, you know, you know, running to the scoring position like yet last night. They were one for six with runners in scoring position, and that one hit didn't score a run. That's the problem with this team. <laughs> yeah, they get the hits when they don't need it. And then uh, was it last night or the other night? A couple of times they had like first and second with one out or nobody out, bases loaded with one out, and they couldn't get a guy in. And um, it's it's frustrating. It certainly is. And, you know, I'm sure you're part of these Facebook groups. I am. And, you know, people are complaining and then other people saying, you know, relax. It's just 12 games in a season. They'll get better. But, you know, don't they remember last year or 2019 or 2018? They just can't hit with runners in scoring position. I don't get it. The names change. The owners change. They still can't do it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't know what it is. Is it uh, maybe uh, the, the president is back? Maybe that's uh, part of the problem. I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, the, the funny thing is now we're on our third owner or technically the fourth, I guess, if you count the D-Rolet in there. Um, but it's still a pitching organization. And, uh, you know, you can count the amount of good hitters that they grew and drafted on one hand. Sure. Absolutely. And, of course, the weather's played a big part in some of this mess. The Mets snowed out in Colorado, and uh, they played a doubleheader. They made that game up. They split that doubleheader. Um, and then they took the rubber game on Sunday with Stroman winning. Uh, Stroman continues to pitch well uh what's your thoughts on that well you make a great point there gary the the, the the season's three weeks old and it's been very very choppy i mean they come from spring training like i said three weeks ago sunny 70 degree weather they come up north they're playing they're supposed to play the first series which was canceled by covid which by the way how come other teams can play with this with the uh taxi squad and and, and the nationals couldn't i don't get that anyway <laughs> and they come home, they, they they lose two out of three to the Phillies. Okay, you know, what are you going to do? Then the home opener. You know, they win the home opener, and then they have you know, the weather. It was At Sunday was, was the, the suspended game. They, they, what, two batters, and then they suspended the game. Then you have a rainout. Then they have the doubleheader against the Phillies. Then two more rainouts. I mean, I'm sorry, one more rainout, and then the postponement in, in, in Colorado. And then they played a weekend series, freezing. And now we're in Chicago. I spoke to my boss today who lives in Chicago, snowing this morning. Oh, so my goodness. It, yeah. So, you know, it's been choppy. They, they really haven't gotten heated up. There's no consistency. And that could be part of the problem. I get it. But, you know, what? They, a hit here and there, 
a big hit would be nice. You know, just once sure. in a while. You know? Uh, I think your microphone is scraping against your uh, collar or your shirt there. So okay. you may want to hold that out a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting all worked up, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. And and it's easy to do with this team because, uh, you know, as you said, they just can't get that big hit. And uh, if, if I was DeGrom, I don't know why he's not asking for a trade because this guy goes out there. And, and gives you excellent performances every time he, he pitches. And uh, they just don't score for him. Isn't that unreal? I mean, they did the other day uh, just, just to get by in, in Colorado. But, yeah, against the Fish, he loses, gives up three unearned runs and, and loses. And, by the way, we should be beating the Miami Marlins every time. I don't know why we have so much trouble with the Marlins. Yeah, I, I don't get that either. I don't, I don't understand why we having trouble. I don't know why we have trouble with the Cubs or the Rockies either. I mean, they you know they're the worst teams in in the league, or one. I think the Cubs are the fourth worst team. The Rockies are like were the second or first, um, and they yet they have trouble with them. But um, right, and by the way, that game with uh, the Grom pitching getting fourteen strikeouts and then. And then Diaz pitching three uh, three strikeouts in the in the seventh inning, seventh seventh inning double headers. Don't get me started. But they got seventeen out of twenty one outs on strikeouts, which is great for the Mets, but I can't see that being good for the baseball. That's just that's just horrible. Yeah, and that's why they want to. They're moving the they they're experimenting with moving the uh, the rubber back uh, a foot, but I think it's going to cause more problems. Then it's, you know, uh, guys are going to, you know, they're going to try to overthrow them to get that hundred mile per hour thing. And they're going to hurt their arms. I think trying to throw harder. Yeah, it's 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 I don't understand why they keep keep putzing with the game. Just leave it the way it is. And, and you know, batters should be able to adjust the defense adjust. The batter should adjust, you know, go the other way when you have to. Yeah, that's the name of the game, adjustments. So um, I don't know. It's it's like you said, it's still early in the season, but there's some things. Now they've adjusted the rotation to uh, have Joey Lucchese pitch on Thursday and Jacob DeGrom on Friday at home to give DeGrom a uh, – now he requested an extra day of rest. So mm-hmm. I don't know if he's just disgusted or uh, he just wanted to come. <laughs> he just wanted to come home earlier than the team. I don't know what, but uh, well, whatever uh, Jacob Degrom wants, Jacob Degrom should get. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, JD Davis was out since the beginning of the series season. He came back. Look, I, I know he's not going to be a Gold Glover, but he's just playing awful. At third base. Yeah. Yeah, he looked like he had the yips yesterday. Couldn't get the uh, ball out of his glove, took three or four steps. <clears throat> Runner was safe at first. Yeah, he, uh, yeah he, he's got to improve on his defense. But I have a feeling yeah. they're going to they're gonna trade for uh, a third baseman in, in midseason. Well, I think they have the third baseman there. I mean, Luis Galorme is he pinched it last night, got a hit. Uh, I don't know what he's hitting, but I think he's hitting pretty well. When Davis was out, he performed admirably, admirably made some sensational plays at third and also hit. He's not going to give you the power hitting, but you know what? You don't need the power hit. This team needs hits. They sense, need right? anybody to hit. And, it, you know, if you want to play somebody with a hot hand, uh, isn't he the guy to go with now? Hey, he's only batting 417. I mean, That's come it. On. That's it. <laughs> no, he does deserve a, a, a you know more playing time. He absolutely does. He's been playing great defense. And, you know, puts the bat on the ball. Doesn't have to hit it out. Just get on base. Move the runners along. You know, what happened? Whatever happened to him? Get on, get him on, get him over, and get him in. Whatever happened to that? Exactly. And And look. They don't have a heck of a lot of guys now that are getting them in, and that's the problem. I mean, Lindor is off to a terrible start. Um, 
you know, Conforto's off to an awful start. Uh, Alonzo's not not hitting that well either. So don't tell me he, you know, because he hit a home run. Don't don't tell me he's he's not hitting either. He's striking out left and right. Yeah. Uh, the only guys really hitting on Nimmo and or, or I, I wouldn't even say Nimmo's hitting, but he, you know Nimmo always finds a way to get on base. Right. You and, know you you're right. Uh, they're only averaging three point one six runs per game. And this is supposed to be that bolted offense, it's supposed to be such a great offense that they're going to, you know, hit their way out of, you know, slugging out three runs a game. That's not going to win you at many games, even though they do have a winning record. And I am, I, I, I will be anxious to see what happens when the weather warms up a little bit. If it doesn't approve, then they have to do something. Uh, I, I'll, I'll give them. For the first couple of games now, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt that the weather has. They've really played in some god awful weather. They have, and and um, you know, as you said, the the COVID thing. I, I don't understand how did the how did the, the Braves and the Phillies get to play the Nationals when they're four or five get guys down, but we get canceled. And then Houston loses four or five of their key guy, Brakeman right. and Altuve. Altuve. Right. And they have to play a series. Um, it doesn't seem fair. It just doesn't seem fair to me. I, I don't uh, understand how they're doing this and screwing. Um, screw, to me, the Mets got screwed. Now they've got to make up games at the end of the year. That uh, yeah. perhaps they 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 wouldn't have had to play. They're going to have to play, and they're going to play seven inning double headers, which is, I think, ridiculous. If you're playing for a playoff spot, imagine the last week of the season, you got to play a double header, and it's seven innings. And, I know, and- I agree with you, Gary, but it, it may benefit the Mets because their bullpen is not that good. I mean, you know, Diaz made a save against the Rockies the other day. Do you know how close that game was becoming tied up? He was a foot away from giving up a homer. And in the other ballpark, that's out of, out of, the, out of here. But in Colorado, it just held it long enough. Yeah, it was a lot of wind, and it just held it in. So, uh, Right, and know. let me ask you about this, Gary. You, you mentioned it's doubleheaders. A lot of them are going to be split doubleheaders. Split doubleheaders for seven-inning games. First of all, is that fair to the public? You know, you buy a ticket, now you're getting less of a game, number one. Number two, wasn't the whole point of having split doubleheaders was to get the players, get the games in, and then get out? If they're playing split doubleheaders, they're going to be there all day anyway. What's the point? <laughs> oh, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, don't, I don't get the point at all. And, and uh Look, if you're going to play a split the day night, why then technically it's not a double header. Why don't you just play nine innings? Exactly. I, I don't I don't get that where they're getting away with this seven inning thing on a uh, on a, a split double header. It just doesn't seem right to me, but not to me either. And especially, like I said, they're going to be there all day. Wasn't the point is to get them out of there as quick as possible. Yeah, I, I I don't understand it at all. I I don't know what they're doing with this game anymore. It's just ridiculous. Uh, Manfred is just ruining this game, and uh, it, it it's just a, a craziness that's going on. And uh, who knows what the heck the answer is going to be? But uh, I seem to have froze up here. Let's see. Oh, what's crazy is that one against the Marlins where they started it and it was suspended after what two, three batters. Oh, that game is going to be a, a split double header. Uh, one inning, one game is going to be nine innings. The other one's going to be seven. Yeah, yeah. And by the by the way, Stroman started that game, so if it's not his, if it's not his day to pitch, you can't use him. So you can be down a player. Yeah, uh, you see, now that's where it's wrong. I think that that's where the whole thing goes south for me. 
I'm having yeah. some issues here with my camera, apparently, but uh, I'll keep talking. You can hear me. I can hear you. Um, yeah, that, that's where it goes south for me, because it just doesn't make a lot of sense, does it? It, it doesn't. It, it's his game. And, uh, you know, they should have never started him then. No, and anybody with a with a with a phone can tell it was not you know we weren't going to play that game. No, it was a, a, a terrible uh, day. It was pouring, raining out. Here we are. Mm-hmm. We're back now. And uh, I, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I but you know we've discussed this before. We don't know what the heck uh, he's up to. Um, Manfred, uh, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, you know what? It's like he's throwing things at the wall to see what'll stick. I mean, first he wants more offense, but he wants to, you know, pay to pick up the pace of, of play. Well, I, I don't. To me, at that, two things contradict one another. You mm-hmm. can't if you get more offense, it's going to make the games longer. Right. It's like he hates pitching and he wants to punish the pitchers. You know what makes the game go quicker? The, the, that replay. Every time you see a replay, it takes oh my so God. long. If they yeah. can't, you know what? If they can't tell within 30 seconds, call stands. Be done with it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. The whole uh, the time that they put into that. It's it's incredibly long and drawn out and just plain awful <laughs> and, and you have to have a challenge if, if you challenge and loses you you lose any more challenges yeah it's, but, it, but what is you know but it push call later in the game you can't challenge it no i mean you get a certain number i mean you know the certain number of trips to the mound i mean you know they used to have unlimited trips to the mound and stuff and games were played in two hours Right. It's the, you know, it's the TV, excuse me. It's the TV. It's the commercials. It's the, this trip to the bullpen is sponsored by it's all of that nonsense. And you know what? It also could be some, I mean, it's not going to be a lot, but some of it is walk-up music. Those guys don't get into the box until their walk-up music is done. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they tried it with the nonsense with the, the walk and every, oh, it was the intentional walks that are screwing, taking all the time. What did they save? Like 10 seconds in a game? Yeah. I mean, I don't even think they got to a minute when they did all of that stuff the one year, did they? No. I don't I know. So. I don't think so either, but it, it's just plain ridiculous. And, um, and the public is, uh, we're paying for it. And we should be, you know, I don't know what what can be done with Manfred, but something has to be done somewhere along the line. I find it very interesting that everybody in the game of baseball likes that runner on second base and extra inning. Everybody in the game, all the fans hate it. <laughs> but people, the, the, that small circle of people in the game, oh, we love it. We love it. It's, uh, it's just you- fake baseball to me. Do you think they just uh, dislike the, uh, you know, 15 or 18 inning games or something? You know, we used to hear uh, uh, Keith uh, Hernandez complain about the, you know, oh, we're still here and blah, 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 and all of that. Nothing's going on. And maybe that's why they like it, because it brings it to a conclusion. To me, it's a gimmick. Me too. To me, it's a gimmick, too. Yeah, the writers like it. The broadcasters like it. They want to get it. They want to get the job done and go home. I, I I get that. And how many times really is there a 15, 18 in the game? Once a year. I mean, it's not a lot. But those. Yeah. But those are memorable. I mean, who could forget Fourth of July '85? Yeah. Nobody's going to forget right. that. You're right. I don't know. I I don't know what the heck is going on, but. Uh... Uh, we're not going to solve it here. So uh, let's take a break and we'll come back after this. Baseball and BBQ, your place for interesting baseball talk, opinions, and history. 
Baseball and BBQ, your place for barbecue recipes, tips, and interviews from the world of barbecue. If you like baseball and if you like barbecue, then tune in to Baseball and BBQ. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and BaseballTalkRadio.com. Wouldn't it be great if you could get a Ph.D. in life through baseball? Welcome to Baseball Ph.D., a tour company for your brain. 30 major league teams, 100 places to see. Let's touch them all as we make the road trip of a lifetime. Check out my Twitter page at MetsMusings1. And check out a Facebook group. It's at facebook.com slash Mets Musings. Go check it out. And don't forget to call the hotline. It's 516-619-6341. And we're back. And my guest this week is Jeff Cohen of Baseball and BBQ. And he's got a great show. So I hope everybody goes and listens to that show. Uh, as well as this show. So, uh, uh, Jeff, we had uh, an incident, if you will. Now, people are coming forward, multiple employees, new ownership, mind you, uh, but new uh, new ownership, multiple employees coming in and saying that they um, working is a toxic workplace or it was. I should say they're talking about the will ponds now and inappropriate workplace behavior and that the Mets never acted on it. More than a dozen people, men and women, totally athletic that Holly Lindville, the Mets senior vice president of human resources and diversity, was aware of complaints of harassing language and actions without action being taken against the perpetrators. Complaints that included sexist comments comments by former owner Jeff Wilpon and former manager Mickey Calloway. The people told the athletic they felt Linville would rather keep ownership happy than investigate their complaints. Well, that's really her job to a uh, certain extent. Uh, one of the key guys was this David Newman, the Mets chief marketing content communications office, who was rehired by the Mets. And a former marketing staffer, Joe DeVito, they seem to be the two uh, big uh, accused, you know, two guys being accused the most. We know about Callaway with the pictures. Newman is accused of making in- inappropriate comments about a woman's appearance while with the team from 2005 to 2018. I don't know. I, I, I would like to hear what some of the comments was, because if he said to somebody, you look nice in that dress, is that inappropriate nowadays? You look nice in that suit. That color shirt goes with your eyes. I mean, what can you say? You don't say anything. You don't you don't say anything. But I, I find it interesting that it's coming out now, years after the fact. Apparently, this was a uh, open secret and people knew. But they didn't, right? And the athletic right now is, you know, trying to take advantage of. Oh, let's try to, try to, you know, drum up our subscriber base. We'll make these salacious stories. I don't know if they're true or not. I, you know, I, I, look, Gary, not, I not heard about that David Newman making sexist remark. I heard he was a, maybe a hard guy to work for. I mean, you know, if it's a tough guy to work for, it might be a toxic environment, but that doesn't make it illegal. I mean, look, I, obviously, I don't know that the uh, the details. Nobody. We don't know. You don't know. We don't know. Right. I don't know if the athletic knows. I mean, they just uh, put the story out there. But I think it's just more for clickbait, just to you know get their subscriber base out. And if it's something that's years ago, under uh, old ownership, why bring it up now? Yeah. Yeah. What are they? What, are they trying to get to uh, Dave, uh, Steve Cohen to, to you know to get him upset? You know, be frustrated. Well, it could be people. trying to get to Alderson too. Yeah. And all this um, Olsen, 72 years old. How much longer is he going to be uh, in charge of, of the Mets? Right. And he put out a statement. He said, let me try to make a point as strongly as I can. Okay. Not every instance involving men, women in a workplace is a capital offense. Okay. Every time something happens, it doesn't mean somebody has to be fired. There are a lot of intermediate steps that can be taken. And we've done that in a variety of different cases. 
So uh, in other words, what he, what he's saying is, you know, some of these things, I guess, uh, got reported and maybe they, they suspended the guy a day or told him to stay home or they reprimanded. They put it on his record or something. Uh, it it doesn't mean you have to be fired. Uh, and again, we don't know what he said. If he said something like, you know, you look nice, as I said, in that dress, I guess you can't say that nowadays, but I'm glad then that I'm retired because, (laughs) you know, Uh, I'm going to, I work for a large company. Every year, I got to take a, I got to read the code of conduct and attest to it. I have to read the, uh, do a sexual harassment training and, and attest to it. And it does say in there, if there's an uh, investigation, this could uh, discipline and, and and suspension up to and including termination. It, it, but they have to go through the steps. They have to go through the the steps to get to that point. They just can't fire them uh, right away. Maybe they could. Look, I'm not a lawyer. I, I don't know. But I know in my company, you have to go through the steps right. to, to get to that determination. Well, uh, you know what? The athletic reminds me of uh, trying to be nice here. Oh, the hell with it. Uh, they <laughs> remind me of ambulance chasers. As you uh-huh. said, a lot of this stuff is clickbait. Um I, I don't know. You go there. They want you to pay a fee. I mean, give us, you know, don't tease us with these things and then make us want to, pay, you know, and then charge us for the information when I can wait 24 hours and get it for free somewhere else. So I I, I think they're uh, like some of these lawyers that are ambulance chasers and whatnot. And I, I don't put too much stock in it. And I know they got a lot of big names there, but um you know what? Everything is who reads who and who's got the most listeners and followers now. And it's not like years ago um, when they used to uh, have to have backup and, uh, uh, you know, before they could publish something. Now they just published up willy nilly and, and blame it on Twitter or, or whatever. I don't know. Well, you got to you got to be first. You don't have to be right, but you got to be first. Yeah, yeah, you got to be first. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of first, I just got the uh, lineup card for the Mets tonight, and uh, Nimmo's out. So uh, Nimmo's out. Yeah. Sure. Why not take your hot guy out because he had one bad game? Take him out. Uh, Luis Rojas. What do you think about the job he's doing? Uh, You know, I think these. I, I don't think he does lineup. I, I think that it just it told him he, this is who you're putting out there. I'd really like to see more more of the bullpen management. Um, you know, I, every time I see familiar come in, I'm like uh, you know shaking in my boots. I mean, I don't want to see him again. Uh, that's that's the big thing. He, it's the bullpen management. Who to bring in when? I mean, you know, David Peterson is, is pitching tonight. If he gives you six innings, by the way, he pitched six innings last time. Pitched very well. Why couldn't he go seven innings? Right. I don't understand right. that. But who are they going to bring in? They're going to bring in. Uh, they're going to bring in May Loop, and then and then Diaz. Yeah. That's the formula. You know, I like to and, see more do more matchups. You know? And you know that's a good point because the other night Stroman pitched eight innings. He couldn't go out for that ninth. Oh, he just looked fantastic, right? They they took him out for Diaz, and he seemed happy about it. That's I don't understand. Where is these guys fighting to go out for the next inning? It, it it's it doesn't seem to be there anymore. No, they don't I'm, do look, that look, anymore. I'm glad Strowman's off to a big start. I'm not a Strowman fan. I, I I don't like the bravado. I I don't. You have to be confident. I understand that. But uh, you know, I've said it on this program many times, and. It, Maybe it's it it hurts the listenership, uh, but I, I, sometimes I think his mouth is bigger than his talent, and and uh, you know. But don't get me wrong; I'm glad he's pitching well. I hope he continues to pitch well all year. Uh, do I think he's worth 18 million? No, he's never done it before. He's you know this is the first year he's pitched this well. He's never taken anybody to a World Series. Uh, 
you know, I don't even know if, yeah, he has pitched in the playoffs. I don't know how good or bad he's pitched in the playoffs. Uh, somebody was on, on, on the wonderful social media was, uh, talking about, um, we're talking about the uh, extending Syndergaard and, and Stroman and one person wrote and said, why do you want to, you know, why do you want to do Syndergaard over Stroman? Stroman should get the money, not Syndergaard. And my thought was, well, Syndergaard pitched in a World Series and pitched quite well yeah. and helped lead them to that World Series. Absolutely. Has Stroman ever pitched in a World Series? Has he ever pitched his team into the World Series? And don't tell me he played for bad teams because he had teams that made the playoffs. So they, there was some good teams there. So please don't don't say that Syndergaard is not as good as Stroman when we saw him pitch in the most pressure packed games in 2015 in the world series. Um, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he pitch in 2016 in a wild card game as he well? Did. He did. And lost that by what? One, nothing or what? It was one run. He pitched. Well, he, he, awesome. he, he pitched a great game. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't uh, give up a run. He was going to go up against Madison Baumgartner. And right. he gave up the home run to lose the game. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, we, we've seen him in pressure spots. So, uh, look, I don't like, uh, I'm not crazy about Syndergaard either with the big mouth and, 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 you know, I, I like the whole Thor thing. I think that's cool. You know, I think he did a little too much and got away from the baseball end of things. And, uh, but I, I'm not going to take away from him what he did with this team. And I understand you don't know whether or not he's going to come back, but most of these guys do look at the Grom. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah. Look at Matt's this year, Matt's having a great year. And great I couldn't year. be happier for him. Me too. Me too. Um, I, I don't know what it is that sometimes these other pitching coaches, but look, it happens to everybody. You know, mm-hmm. there are probably pitches to come here. Like, like Tejon Walker is pitching very well for the Mets. He pitched a good game last night. He got squeezed, but he gave up, what, two runs or three runs? I forget how much he gave up. Three but, runs, yeah. Uh, three runs. But, uh, look, you'll take that all the time. The problem is, is he they're not hitting for him either. Right. Well, nobody. Um, yeah, the, the team, the the They're not one. hitting for anybody. Yeah. 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 The batting. Yeah. Uh, 241 on the year and runners in scoring position 192. So, you know. I, I I think Stroman is the most they're hitting for. They seem to, <laughs> to score some runs yeah. for him. I don't know. I, I'd have to look at the stats. But right. Well, they only average, like I said, three game runs a game. But um, one thing on Syndergaard, even though we traded for him back after we traded Dickey, I mean, he really grew up in the Mets system. He's one of the one yeah. of our guys. You know, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing to say for that, too. You know. Stroman, yeah. remember when he got traded, he threw a fit. He didn't want to come here. Then the whole thing last year that he uh, he he, that, he, he uh, opted out because of COVID. Coincidentally, just after he got his service time, uh, that he's going to be a free yeah. agent. It's just coincidence, you know. Yeah. I mean, please, you know, if he really was that concerned, he would have uh, you know opted out from day one. But be that as it may, he is pitching very well, and I like I, you're right. I hope he continues. And yeah. I hope he does get a, a big contract somewhere. Just, you know, I'd rather sign Syndergaard. He's more of a, a, a really a, a homegrown Met, even though we traded him when he was very young. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, that was a good point that, that he waited till he got to service time last year and then opted out due to COVID. And, uh, it, you know, that smelt a little fishy. It just yes. it didn't sit right with me or, or a lot of people because, you know, it, it okay, you know, um, it, it's almost as bad as Blake Snell. Like he opted out and then he goes, well, if you pay me, I'll play, you know? So mm-hmm. he kind of did the same thing. He, he, he waited until he knew he was going to get his, his service time. And then, uh, then he opted out, which I think is a little, little, Oh, pardon me. Uh, so it's, let's just look on the cheesy side, but. If we can talk a little about the Conforto and his troubles, it's just, just uh, you know, he's got, well, he's, well, I know he's going to come out of this funk. He will come out of the funk. Do you think that this contract is weighing heavily? Here's my thought. Just a quick thought. Uh, I don't know how true it is or what, but I think 
<laughs> this is all total speculation, folks. I have no idea at all. I think he's afraid that he's going to leave. That, uh, you know, that that maybe Boris is going to push him to leave. And, and I don't think he wants to leave. So he's pressing uh, to try to get the contract extension. He doesn't want to negotiate during the year. He's thinking about it too much, and I think it's affecting a game. Plus, I think he he's going back to what he did a couple of years ago when he had the bad year, and he looks like he's trying to pull everything. His left, his right shoulder's flying out, and instead of staying in there and going to left field, I, if I was Rojas and and Dia and uh, Chili Davis. I'd be sitting them down and I'd say, I'm going to find you every time you hit the ball to the right side of the field. I want you to hit to the left side of the field. Don't worry about hitting home runs. Just make contact, please. Right. Same yeah. thing with Alonzo. It's in him down. Say, I just make contact. Go to right field. You've got so much power. You know, somebody said it the other day. The home runs will come. It will. But you have to make contact you've got to hit the ball first and exactly. if you don't hit the ball it's not going to go anywhere and especially when they're shifting on them and you have the whole left side of the field given to you yeah go the other way yeah go the I, other I, way uh, last night as i said Guillaume did that they shifted on him he hit it down the left field line uh i think dom smith got to hit them that way the same thing hitting it the opposite way and you could see they did it on purpose. They waited and and uh, on the ball and took it that way on purpose. I don't, you know, we we've talked about this dozens of times, and uh, I I don't know why everybody doesn't do that. I know I, I don't understand either. But what's your thoughts on Conforto? What do you think uh, the problem is? I think he is pressing. Uh, I, I but I do believe he will eventually come out of it. I mean, that, it's just a matter of time. He's just got to get, get in there. I still got to play him every day because he's your you know, best outfielder, really. I mean, he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's going to play every day. Just don't you know, get in the cage and concentrate on hitting the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and he's taking so many balls right down the middle, you know, for strike one. Yeah. Maybe get a little aggressive. I mean, I see a lot of 0102 counts and then you're in the hole. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's and, bringing it, 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 it balls out of the strike zone. And he's getting fooled a lot. Maybe you should do some uh, some video on the pitchers, you know, pitching it. I'm sure they do. I mean, I'm sure they have mm-hmm. scouting reports and, you know, just to see how they did pre- previously against these right. guys. Well, you mentioned the outfield. I, I don't think the outfield defense has been that bad for this team so far. Uh, I think Smith is always going to be an adventure, but I think he's improved out there. Uh, and Nemo, I think, is playing a solid center so far. And Conforto, of course, is is a, a good right fielder. Is it, you know, are they three gold gloves out there? No, but I think they get the job done. I don't think that's the weak spot defensively. Well, I thought Nimmo made a really good play the other day. He came in for, for a catch and, made, and made, made the play. It was really good. That impressed me. So yeah, he has improved. He's like Smith is always he he's only going to get better because he can't get much worse uh, out, out there. But he's no uh, he he's no um, who was the catcher when we uh, got Piazza uh, Hunley. He's no Todd Hunley out there in in, in left field. <laughs> or Lucas Duda or, or Lucas Daniel Duda. Murphy. <laughs> right, exactly. They'll <laughs> be, be okay, and Nemo. But the thing is with Nemo, and and the same thing with Alonzo. They've been straddled with that bad reputation that they can't play good defense. And once he gets straddled with that, I my friend who's a Yankee fan tells me all the time, "Oh, Alonzo, he's not that good a first baseman as as Smith." Well, okay, I know Smith is a better first baseman, but Alonzo's no slouch. He's even. And you know Keith Hernandez. When Keith Hernandez says, "You know, you're not, a, you're not terrible. You're not, not terrible." <laughs> yeah, he, he he doesn't make the the great plays. He doesn't do the extraordinary plays. 
but he makes the routine plays, and that's all you can ask for or uh, for a first baseman. Look, remember the knock on Lucas Duda, and then he turned. He kept telling Terry Collins, "I'm a first baseman. I'm a first baseman." Well, they had Ike Davis, who was falling into the stands, and everybody thought, "Oh, this guy's the greatest thing since sliced bread," but he didn't hit after a while, and 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 Duda hit. And he really made himself into a decent enough first baseman. And I think the same thing with Alonzo. The thing that concerns me with Alonzo is I I, I don't know if the 53 home runs went to his head and everything is, it, it looks like he's swinging to hit everything out of the ballpark. And I think that's a big mistake. Just as we said earlier, meet the ball, hit it the opposite yeah. way, and and things will fall for you eventually. Um, and Conforto, I don't, you know, yeah, I don't think he, he he's going to hit fifty. <coughs> yeah, he's not going to hit fifty three again. Uh, but he, he he'll he'll come around. His, his biggest problem on defense was going to his right, you know, that second base hole, and not being being able to get back to first, mm-hmm. hoping the pitcher would cover. You know. He's very, he's very decent around the first base. Yeah, he's he knows decent. what he's doing. And uh, you know, to I me, pressed by a catcher. Yeah, yeah, we're throwing some guys out now and then at least. Um, McNeil's a bit of a disappointment. I don't know what he's. I think he is. Uh, I think he's trying to hit home runs as well. Um, I'm glad he cut his hair. Uh, not that has anything to do with it, but uh, I, 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 you know, I get tired of all this sloppiness and, and this this hair, all of that stuff. But uh, I, you know, I he 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 wasn't hitting, so I guess he figured he'd cut his hair to change his luck. Baseball players are very superstitious, um, but you know. Uh, uh, Lindor is Lindor. He'll come around. I'm sure he's changed league. So, you know, is a bit of an adjustment, the cold weather. Uh, Davis is the guy that really, I don't, I I'm not a fan of him being in the lineup at all. Um, I, I don't think he brings enough. I don't think his offense is good enough to warrant his defense like abilities. Yeah, no, you, you may be right there, uh, but right now they're going to they're gonna stick with him. Uh, I think I think they're going to try to get Chris Bryant in the off in, in this by the trade deadline. I think that'd be a good pickup. He'll be uh, last year of his contract, so they don't have to pay much for him. They can let him go and maybe develop another third baseman. But yeah, JD, he's having uh, he's known for his offense, not his defense, and that's uh, that's a shame. Uh, but maybe they look at Miomi as the guy who can't play every day. Maybe they'll, they'll spot weaknesses Maybe. if he if he gets in it every day. Yeah. So, uh, but he is a very good defensive player. You know, and the, the one other thing, and and I think I wrote this to you uh, when it happened that um, it, it's a minor thing. It's so trivial that it it doesn't probably even warrant me mention. But to me, it's it's a lack of. Um, I forget how I worded it now, but uh, by the coaching staff, this it just seems to be a lack of uh, of checking everything out. And, and uh, I, here's my example: I think it was opening day actually at home, uh, and Castro comes in. And first off, I have a pet peeve with these guys wearing the hat cockeyed. I I can't. It just drives me nuts. Uh-huh. But uh, beyond that, he had the wrong hat on. Right. He had the wrong. He had the alternate hat. Uh, you know, the everybody was wearing the, the orange lettered hat. Mm-hmm. And then they have an alternate. That's the orange letters with a white back uh, on it. Right. I know it's stupid. I know it's trivial. But. To me, it brought up a point that isn't anybody checking what these guys are wearing. At least, it's like in, there's no attention to detail. That's that's what I was gonna say. Like the attention to detail. It you know. it's a small detail, but it just shows that there's a lack of something. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised that the umpires didn't say something to him. Right. 
Exactly. Because I, I thought you had to be in uniform. Now, I know it's part of their uniform, that hat, but um, I, I thought, you know, who knows? I mean, now they wear all kinds of different colored spikes and everything else, so I don't even know what the rules for uniform was. But well, it really... Being relaxed. I, <laughs> yeah, it's and it, it's it's a stupid little thing, and I get that. I get that. I don't want people to think I'm obsessed with this, but it was just it struck me so much that the attention to detail that this guy warmed up came into a game, pitched an inning, and nobody noticed he had that wrong hat on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attention you know, detail is very important. It, yeah, it's it's. Um, I, I don't know, but that's my my pet peeve. I should have did a Mac attack on that, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we can't have everything. We have uh, uh, two more with the Cubs. You know, Peterson today and Lucas tomorrow, and then uh, the Grom starts against the Nationals on the weekend. But the Nationals, they're uh, they're they're hurting. They're hurting. They're out with out Strasburg without Soto. Uh, that's a big miss. Yeah, yeah. Until they get here, they'll get them uh, back, or of <laughs> or or they'll they'll look miraculous or something. But or they'll bring up some guy who'll pitch a one hitter uh, from their farm <laughs> for them farm system. A um, couple of former Mets called it a career this past week. Uh, yeah. On Sunday, Jay Bruce announced that he will be retiring from baseball after 14 years. Career because he played with the Mets uh, part of 16 and the majority of 17. And then he got traded to the Indians in an August trade for minor league pitcher Ryder Ryan. Uh, he was also, uh, uh, he re up with the Mets and then became uh, part of the probably the worst trade in uh, Mets history. And I won't mention his name. Don't but, say his name. Uh, <laughs> uh, he, uh, uh, the number one pick uh, got shipped to uh, the Seattle Mariners and uh, two number one picks is uh, really uh, in this article. They don't even mention Justin Dunn, uh, but uh, the Cano Diaz trade. So uh, Jay Bruce calls it a career. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. 12, what, 14 year career. Um, you know, very good career. He played very, most of his mostly known for playing for the Reds. But yeah, he uh, came here in 2016, and it was okay. 2017, uh, traded and came back. But yeah, good career. I love how the Yankees put it on their Twitter. And you, you're right, you are so, so smart getting off Twitter. It's just, uh, it's just horrible. <laughs> but they they put it on Twitter, and Jay Bruce calls it a decree. He retires as a Yankee. What? He played what six games for the Yankees? <laughs> Great career well, to Jay Bruce, who calls it, you know, retires as a Yankee. <laughs> uh, well, the way they're playing, I guess they're grasping at straws for anything to look good uh, at all. But uh, uh, and t- on Tuesday, another ex-Met, former Met, Neil Walker, announced his retirement. Uh, he played 186 games as a Met. He, I, I, it almost seems like he played longer than that, but uh, he was hurt a few times. But he played 12 years overall, the first seven with the Pirates, notched a career at .764 OPS. He most recently played in the majors last year with the Phillies be- before being designated for assignment halfway through the year. So uh, nobody picked him up. Uh, yeah, shame. No, it's a shame. How old is he? I don't know. He doesn't give his age here. Well, I think it's going to be a lot of guys like Neil Walker who are just not going to get contracts. You know, yeah. they're, they're not going to get if they if they do, it'll be minor league contracts, you know. Not what they used to, uh, but yeah, he, he's a good guy. He's 35. 35, okay. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. I mean, he's made his money. Um, he he's, 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 he's got a good life, has, has a lot of money, and, uh, you know, good player. Not a superstar, but, you know, gave it his all. Good guy. Um, maybe Wish some of luck. these guys, you know, they don't want to go to, he probably could go to Korea or, or, or Japan play, but... Maybe they, you know, sometimes they don't want to do it. They got kids at home still, and 
um, whatnot. They don't want to make that uh, that decision. Maybe they just. Uh, I, I was surprised at Jay Bruce though. Um, I could understand Walker. Nobody picked him up, but Bruce was with a team. Yes, he wasn't playing that much, but uh, you know why go through all the spring training mm-hmm. and yeah. and then three weeks into the season, just say, you know what? I've had enough. Right. Um, you know, on the other hand, he could have been greedy, could have taken his salary for the year and, and not complained and not, you know, played, uh, sporadically. And, um, then he, then, then maybe you consider him greedy or something, but, um, uh, I don't know. I just, uh, I just found it interesting that he called it quits. Maybe he just hated playing for the Yankees. Who knows? Well, who doesn't? <laughs> he wanted out. Um, <laughs> Uh, just uh, a quick story on, on on Neil Walker. I don't know if you know this, but he owes his life to Roberto Clemente. I, I did don't know not you, know that. Yes. Yeah, so his, the story goes is his father, Bob Walker, who played uh, in the major leagues, he idolized Roberto Clemente and wanted to go on with Roberto on that faithful plane trip to Nicaragua for the supplies. And Clemente insisted, no, go with your, stay with your friends and family, you know, and an hour later, you know, the plane crashed. So, Mm, Bob Walker, you know, wanted to go on that plane. Wow! So, yeah, yeah. She's well. It's that's uh, fascinating. Uh, Roberto Clemente and great player. Uh, for those that didn't see him, definitely a hall of pl- a hall of famer. Oh yeah, and, uh, a terrific <laughs> player. Um, uh, Drew Smith might be coming back. Uh, Who is he? Who? Reliever, <laughs> another <laughs> arm in a bullpen. Uh-huh. Um, so that that he'll be back soon. Uh, he came over in a Duda trade, I think, from Tampa. Uh-huh. Uh, let's see what else have we got here, notes wise. Uh, I think that's about it for now. Um, minor leagues open up May the fourth. Finally, All right. We're gonna see minor league baseball, and of course, the whole uh, major league grab of the minor leagues uh-huh. and. Uh-huh getting rid of uh, uh, teams, restructuring leagues. They got rid of tradition. You know, there was the, the, remember the uh, Pacific Coast League, the International League. I mean, those were steeped in tradition. Yeah. And, you know, they they did away with the New York Penn League, which was a short season league, but uh, was well needed, you know, and now it's gone. Thankfully, the Cyclones are still a a farm team. There'll be a high A in the new uh, high A league that they that they're having. Um, And, uh, you know, certain teams are gone and certain teams are. Uh, one team went from the Atlantic League, which was an independent league, and is now a mm-hmm. affiliate of the Yankees. I think Double A is it not? Bay, uh, yeah. The Somerset Patriots. Oh, Somerset Patriots, right? The Patriots, yeah. yes. And uh, the Hudson Valley Renegades, who I always used to enjoy going to see the Cyclones play. Um, they, they'll still be playing the Cyclones, which is uh, decent. Uh, but you know what? I I went to a couple of Hudson Valley games when uh, when they weren't playing the Cyclones, and I rooted for them because they were part of Tampa Bay. Now they're an affiliate of the Yankees. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I urge any Yankee fans to go up there, and it, it's a nice little ballpark if you've never been, and uh, they've always treated me. Uh, nicely. Um, I don't know now with the Yankees, how they, what, what yeah. their affiliate, you know, well, uh, they've changed, uh, uh, press guys. Uh, I, I was there for the, uh, you know, cyclone games. As I said, I went a few times. Mm-hmm. I w- I've been up there for all-star, uh, New York Penn league all-star game and, and was very fortunate to, um, meet some nice people up there and uh, get press passes and, and uh, right. uh, do some interviews. In, in fact, one of the guys that the, the last guy that I, I knew up there was the announcer and um, the um, I'm trying to think what they called him press communications director. 
because uh, a lot of these places they the announce an NA communications sure, guy yeah, at the right. same time, uh, you know, in the minor leagues. And that was uh, Skip Carey's grandson. Oh, okay. Uh, mm. he was the, the guy up there. He was the announcer for a couple of years and a uh, nice guy. Got to meet him a couple of times, talk to him a little bit, uh, talked to him about his grandfather and, uh, Harry Carey's, uh, grandson oh, and his nice. father was skip. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then he did Stony Brook football, I think in the off season. Mm-hmm. And now I think he's down South, uh, doing either double a or high a baseball. So. Uh, you, you, you mentioned the uh, communications guy. I saw the other day that the Brooklyn Fight Films had to let go. Their guy who played the king with the crown. King Henry it. is gone. Yeah. Yes. Gone. Yeah. Budget cut. That's awful. That's terrible news. King Henry was great. I know, right? Uh, budget cut. Stevie, come on. <laughs> You've got a billion dollars. What do you got to cut? King Henry for, I, you know, I, I, I said, I saw that on Facebook when he wrote that. And I wrote, no, I said, people, you got to write in and complain and say, we want King Henry back. King Henry. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I was uh, upset about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. You know, uh, we've been to a few Cyclone games. We've had some sure. fun there. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'd like, to say, <laughs> I, I'd like to say I'm, I'm going this year. I don't know about getting to a ballpark this year with the still leery with the COVID. And mm-hmm. uh, but we'll see. But uh, yes, I heard that. that was terrible. I said to my wife, I said, King Henry's gone. And I was just looking to have a picture of him uh, that we took with him and his wife. Very cordial. Uh, uh, I think, wait, I said him and his wife. That was my wife. (laughs) And I, I don't know if you could, it's on, I should have put it on a computer. Can't really see it because of the the green screen uh, background. But yeah, what a shame. And I don't understand um, why they're doing it. As he said, budget cuts. Come on. Yeah, come on. Come on. Well, really? How much budget cuts you got to make? To get 50 plus a game or something? Yeah, I mean. that much. Yeah, you know, and he did He did a lot. I mean, he did a lot of promotional thing in in the neighborhoods and stuff. Um, during the off-season, you'd, you'd see things where he was at this bank handing out tickets or, you know, mm-hmm. tchotchkes or whatever for the cyclone. So, I don't know. It's it's not going to be the same without King Henry. I know. I know. So we'll see. Yep. Well, Jeff, uh, this has been an entertaining uh, time, and uh, I want to thank you so much for coming on today's show. Well, before I go, I want everybody to know that dropping this Saturday, we have our baseball and barbecue podcast, oh. and we have a special guest host for our second interview. You might recognize that voice, Gary Mack. It's I'm, I, I'm the guest host. Yeah, you, uh, me, Len, and we've interviewed Stu Thornley. The, oh, the, uh, okay. Yes, that's dropping Saturday. So everybody take a oh, look at that. Okay. I, I know that you guys are, are doing some great interviews. Tell the folks who, who you've had on recently that have dropped. Recently, that that has dropped. Uh, we've had uh, well, if you like pizza. This guy named Paulie G, who's uh, has a great pizza out in Brooklyn. We've had uh, we had Marjorie Adams, who's the great granddaughter of that Samuel Doc Adams, who's one of the fathers of, of professional baseball back then. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he he she was fantastic. She we've was had, yeah. yeah. We've had on Tim Kirchian. We've had on. Uh, one of our favorites, Howard Johnson. Um, uh, and we also have former San Diego Padre, uh, Kurt Pavaka on a- as well. So, yeah, we get uh, people from barbecue, from baseball. Come, come take a listen. Yeah, it's a great show, folks. And, and like I say, 
it's always leaving me hungry at the end. So uh, <laughs> they talk, but the baseball talk is great. And the barbecue talk is great. Not an even barbecue that much. And the, the wife does it. <laughs> She'll tell me to watch it. I'll watch it. I'll flip the burger, but that's about it. Uh, but uh, it, it's fascinating. And he, you guys are great. And, and you know, uh, you can't meet or listen to two nicer people than uh, Jeff and Len and, uh, uh, it's my pleasure to always uh, promote your show here. Well, so. uh, you just got, you didn't just promote our show. Everybody should know that Gary was a mentor to us when we started out, and we thank him tremendously for that. We we owe him a, a absolute lot. So people, you know, Gary Mack is is you know he's the man. Well, thank you so much for that. I I really appreciate it, and thank you for your time today. And I knew I I, I dragged you away from work. <laughs> <laughs> I know how painful that was ah, for you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you for uh, listening in and uh, watching if you check this out on YouTube. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Or I, I believe that now that's uh, being unpolitical correct. They're changing it according to Apple Podcasts. It's going to be follow button. So whatever it is on Apple Podcasts now, uh, you know, hit hit the uh, follow or the subscribe button. Uh, same thing on Google Play and YouTube. Wherever you watch or listen to the podcast, it helps me grow the community and expand to new listeners. And until next time, remember to keep the faith, stay optimistic, and let's go Mets. And I'll see you next time on another edition of Mets Musings.